Welcome to this week's podcast. I think it's episode 1819. This week we talk a little bit about self-development, how to figure out what to prioritize when it comes to kind of your own self-development, your own learning. Um, We talk about different things that we do, um, books, podcasts, um so yeah it's a it's a it's a chilled episode it's a relaxed episode um hopefully you get some information that's useful out of it uh the first couple of first minute or so it, the sounds a little distorted so if you want to fast forward through that and skip it um it should be fine from then on enjoy live number two you'd think doing so many I'd get better at these um, right I'm waiting for Nick so PT business live pure lifestyles done and out the way let's wait for Nick to come on there isn't a topic but there's definitely something I want to discuss um, in a bit more detail so we'll wait for Nicholas to come on bring them on camera add Let's hope he doesn't end up in a little box. You're up. Why are you up? Why are you up? It's not working. working. What's not working? This. I can hear you. I can hear me echoing. Well, I can. Well, I can. So can I. Just comment, guys, if you can hear an echo. I'm going Emergency buy this morning. These they were, I didn't an, emergency notice, buy. <laughs> they were an emergency uh, buy. 
How's your weekend? All right, mate. Um, just uh, dance fueled as usual, ballet fueled. Mm. That's obviously me for people watching. I do a bit of ballet at the weekend. Um, what else did I do this weekend? Uh, BJJ Saturday, getting folded up into pieces by <laughs> by kids. Um, yeah, mate. That's about it. What about you? Family, rugby. Watch the rugby Saturday. Oh, wow. they done well, didn't they, England? They'd done well, but it was. Ireland weren't playing to their best, I don't think. I know, mate, but Jesus Christ, they're, they're tipped to do well in a World Cup as well, aren't they? Mm. And then, um, what's Aldo? Uh, I've not seen it yet, so um, I know the results. Tell. I know Maybe the results, yeah. but yeah, yeah, I, I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, decent. Yeah, I've seen, I've seen this finish, actually, but I've not seen the full fight. Yeah, nice one. Was... Cool. What are we talking about today, apart from us? Um, I had down self-development. Self-development? Yeah, so a few a few bits and bobs on... So obviously it was something we, we touched on this morning, one of our guys, and it's something that I guess, you know, you can troubleshoot constantly, which is what we do on these, about business and blah, blah, blah. But also I just thought it'd be kind of useful to touch on like resources to kind of fall back on maybe how to implement a bit like consistent self-development um yeah i think what what things to focus on um so yeah i thought it'd be good to have a good kind of chat about that where do you want to start then i'll let you start as soon as i your topic this week i guess I posted about it the other day about this is probably the best time ever there's been in the industry to be successful based on um, the opportunities, all the varying opportunities that are around um, and also from a perspective of it's so damn easy now to upskill yourself and to learn and to, you know, reproduce that content in your own words and your own context and experience um so i i guess i guess where i'd start if some like because it's quite i fell into a trap kind of last year quite a bit of just consuming lots and lots and lots and lots of content like from podcasts to books to articles to you know huge amounts of content um but they're not number one not really kind of narrowing down on one and really learning that that area inside out um and number two not using it as well like just consuming it for almost to tick a box in my head that i've okay cool i've had my hour of reading today blah 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 um where it's not a resolution because i think that's a lot of bollocks to be honest but um Something that I've tried to do since December is focusing on one subject and at a time. So that doesn't mean that I'll only read about, at the moment, it's all about revisiting um, motivational interviewing, habits, communication, that side of things. Um, but that doesn't mean I won't kind of dip into kind of short, sharp pieces of 
like evidence and articles on like a, on a subject that I'm familiar with, um, such as, I don't know, periodization or, or energy balance, or I'll read a latest article based on that. Do you know what I mean? Um, but I guess, and how I would attack this if I was a PT watching this and trying to figure out, right, what do, what should I do or what what's going to, you know, give me the greatest return? Personally, I feel that there's, if you look at it broadly, there's three pillars of um, learning or three pillars of a personal training business on how you would deliver results. One is obviously the training or the exercise side of things. So it's what you deliver in your sessions. It's what you plan for your clients outside of those sessions. Another one is, um, I'll call it, you know, nutritional content, not particularly context, but nutritional nutritional content. So as I just mentioned, the latest, you know, articles that are going out, um, trends that are around in the industry that people are dealing with to help your clients overcome those barriers and what they've experienced. And then there's the, I suppose that there's the glue that brings all those things together so you can actually apply them. So your habit change, your communication skills, your um, understanding of how to listen to people when they're talking about stuff. Um, so I think you've got three pillars there. And I think you understand your skill gap when you're brutally honest with yourself and also you really kind of look at the spectrum of how your client's getting on. Um, so like we, as an example, we go through, kind of with our guys, we go through like an accountability document with their clients, don't we? And we look at, you know, are they adhering to their exercise, their programming outside of that session, their nutrition, um, are they reporting in honestly and um, and on time? And usually what that brings up over a period of time is a bit of a pattern, doesn't it, on what skill that PT needs to start to develop in. Because if you've got someone turning up on time to their sessions and they're pretty consistent with that, and, you know, are they and they're coming to that and maybe they're even doing bits and bobs of their new, of their training outside of the sessions, but their nutrition and their adherence goes kind of in waves up and down over the course of a few months or even longer, then a lot of the time you can identify that, okay, well, if this person isn't adhering to the what I'm giving them, then it's probably how I'm giving it them. So that's where you can create this understanding of, okay, I need to work on this, 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 and this, and this in regards to application of the program. So I think, I think before you kind of, we kind of get into different resources and stuff like that, I think it's quite important to kind of, I suppose, help PTs understand where they need to fill that gap. And I think there's a big difference between what you want to do and also what you need to do to deliver a better service. Because I'm quite interested in I'm quite interested in all aspects, so it doesn't phase me too much. I can dip into one subject and be just like tunnel vision into that and just learn about it loads. But 
it might not be someone else's bag. Do you know what I mean? Like some people might hate nutrition, but if you're overlooking that and you're not developing yourself in that, there's a big skill gap that you're missing in your business. So, so yeah, anything add, add on to that at all? No, you've kind of said it. Um, in a nutshell, what we're looking to do is, I suppose there has to be a, I'm interested in this, to then go and, and book on it or learn from it or whether it's a research review you go and get or whatever that may be. Um, I think one of the main problems PTs have is if they feel they're not skilled in a certain area like programming or like nutrition, they will instantly go and find the course or the research or the resources that that they think is best for them, which is what you just said, um, which I did. Like, yeah, so did I. Yeah, yeah. Um, where if we look at this in a broad picture, and I don't mean to shoot down, <coughs> I don't mean to shoot down kind of any courses or anything like that, um, because like I said, I think it was last week's Q and A or the week before that going and attending any course and just being around PTs and being in a learning environment is beneficial. But essentially, what we need to get good at is how to apply these things. And you touched on at the start that you learned a lot last year and didn't essentially apply them in, in things in depth of each individual topic. So let's take nutrition, for example. If a PT wants to get better at nutrition, they'll probably go on Martin's course or Ben's course or ISSN or whatever that may be. Whereas they're dealing with general population who essentially need to get their heads around what the PT already knows, which is energy balance. But more so, the PT needs to get better at how they can apply energy balance into their life, communicate it, coach it, um, and so it fits into that person's life. And this is the thing, and this is the battle, and it's a good battle that, yes, energy balance is the kind of universal principle for getting, to for getting people to lose weight, but then everything else is individual, and that's where, like, applying it is individual, isn't it? Um, mm. So essentially what I'm getting at is, do you necessarily need a nutrition course that's going to take up a year of your time? Yes, I would advise mine. Yes, I'd advise, advise many. But is that essential for you right now? Have you got the time for it? Or do you, do you just need to get better at communicating behavior change to people? Um, and I think, and it's the same, like we have an array of different kind of partners and you've got like level four S and C and, um, I've seen that gym group have kind of gone with level four S and C again. Do I feel that I've solved PT's problems? Not necessarily, but I do think it will make them a better coach for being in and around something like that and like that, like that type of course. But the majority of people, personal trainers are dealing with need to understand and apply the basics, um, and so is that course beneficial? Yes and no. Um, I suppose what I'm getting at is you know, most PTs already know what they need to do. It's just they don't know essentially how to apply it. Um, so it's maybe like you touched on before, I'm going around the houses now, but getting on a topic, really understanding it, and then how to apply it to different types of personalities. Yeah, 100%. Absolutely. And I think something that, 
I think something that you the, the bit okay, the big difference between going on a course, doing your level three, is that it is a lot of the time it's memorizing information. Do you know what I mean? Like you're at school, you memorize information and they test you on your memory and based on your memory you get it right or you get it wrong. That that's kind of it, isn't it? Essentially. Where I guess where I guess where a big, I see a big, big, big kind of skill gap is it's understanding the information enough to then be able to apply it, kind of re-evaluate how that went and then reapply it with some tweaks. So there might be improvements, there might be this, I might have, ah, right, okay, so I was asking like that, but this was the answer. So even though I got this this and this happened i could have just gone with a different approach or it could have been um my training that i'm implying is based on the influences that i've had from all different fitness trends rather than progressive overload Mm. or do you know what i mean there's a lot of different things that um i think you could talk on but i think there's a big difference between memorizing information and application of that information yeah so laugh- it's really learning learning the context and then trying it out i laughed then because you said about fitness trends and i'm thinking about me when i was a pt and then trx landed in clubs and everyone was doing trx in the whole client base not that it's a bad thing but essentially did they all need it probably not but it was just a trend that you just went same, with at the time uh, same as me <laughs> i booked on the course it. i paid for the course and everything <laughs> Same as me when um, Swiss balls. This is how old I am. When Swiss balls <laughs> came out and Bosu balls were first released, it was like nothing else was being used. No vipers. I've had them. Went on the yeah, course back in the day. I, I spent hours in the gym. Uh, this is when I was on cruise ships um, and taking photos of, of start, mid, finish position of a I don't know a, a Swiss ball. Ab- Ab sit up or whatever it was, or a, or a hamstring curl. You used to load them all. Everyone was doing jackknives. You used to load them up on CD. And then try and sell them <laughs> for like a fiver a pop. It was, uh, it was ridiculous, wasn't it? But yeah. anyway, um, so yeah, I think, I think recognize before we go into, as I said, like people we'd suggest to look up and how you could probably learn the information in a better way is definitely recognize your skill gap, which is, yeah, you've got to enjoy it hundred percent. But when you're thinking about business, you know, if your skill gap is understanding marketing, understanding target market, understanding consumer psychology, behavior change, um, motivation, uh, period, whatever it is, like learn it and apl- learn it and apply it. I think that understanding that first is is crucial. So, okay, <clears throat> okay. So, I think what might be good as well is that how how would you go about? Because this is again, this is a habit, isn't it? Like, if you're not doing it now, then you need to start to implement it into your lifestyle and your working habits to make it consistent. So I suppose without adding on, you know, 
10, 15 hours a week of self-development and self-learning and study and stuff, how would do you have any ideas or, or ways of getting that in? I think the real simple way is to look at your week. Um, whether it's a time management sheet that you fill out every week. I know most PTs don't do it. That's um, why they have most problems with it. But um, whether that is that, whether it's your phone diary, like however it is, um, is to look at what a typical week looks like for you um, and where you can probably find an hour. If you're not doing none now, nothing at all, probably find an hour a week um, of where you can fit this in. But I suppose before that, you need to evaluate your client base as to what they need most. So I would potentially look at, you You mentioned at the start, look at the accountability sheet or some kind of accountability document where you can self-assess your clients and go, right, okay, my clients have got, have got a hole with nutrition. They, they're struggling with that. So whatever I'm coaching right now isn't working. So I'm going to separate an hour or two in my week to focus on looking at communicating to different personality types um, or focusing on behavior change or understanding nutrition and how to apply it to different people with different lifestyles. Um, and yeah, so evaluate clients first off the back of that picky topic, make sure that you're engaged with that topic um, and then select your times in your week that you can stay consistent with, with researching that topic. Yeah, definitely. Um, Anything else you put on the back of that? I think trying to fit it in is, is it's hard. I always piggyback off the beginning and the end of the day. So I will, so I'll typically, and I don't like, it's such a cliche thing, but it really works. I try and, because our day is never the same, isn't it? The only real days are the same for us is kind of a Monday and a Friday. In between that is God knows what happens, but you know, we could be, I could be driving for eight hours a day. It could be, you could be on a plane. I could be on a train. We could be in meet, you know. It, we sound, we sound so important. I know, yeah. But the pay doesn't reflect it. <laughs> oh, God. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, shit. Um, so, I always, uh, on a Monday and a Friday, I'll literally get up. Well, I won't get up, but I'll wake up because I'm an early riser. And I'll, I will kind of, I'll read for like 20 minutes. Whatever's, whatever book I've got, like maybe at the moment I've got ridiculous amounts, but I maybe got about four or five books on the same subject. Yeah. That, that I keep dipping in between, depending That's on my, what. That'd be my worst nightmare. I'll tell you why in a minute. Carry on. Um, so I get like 20 minutes done, if that, at the, be, at the beginning of the day. Um, and at the end of the day, I'll get anywhere between an hour, half an hour and an hour. Mm. I'm just going to I'm just going to the routine of um, not really watching TV when I go to bed. Just literally kind of picking the book up, smashing through a chapter or maybe a subject or an area. Um, and so that's one thing that I've started to do. Another thing which is constant for me is I'm just constantly, constantly, constantly. Whatever subject I'm on, I'll, if it's a longer podcast, I'll listen to that podcast two or three times in the week. Mm. Just to, I'll miss stuff all the time or I'll be driving on, 
be my attentions will be somewhere else or whatever. Um, but then also if I find like a shorter podcast on a different subject, like 15 minutes on f- nutritional training, I'll dip into that just to keep things a little bit fresh. So I'm not getting, I'm not getting that monotony set in. Um, so they work really, really well. I find a combination of books and, and podcasts probably, probably the best audio books for me. And this is my personal preference. I just switch off after a bit. I really do. And especially if it's that kind of um, computerized voice, it just does nothing for me. So audio books for me, I've never really got hold of, but combination of podcasts that, and then the only other thing is, is little articles. Um, Where'd you go for that? Uh, PubMed um, on, yeah, and examine. Oh, it's not really. It's pretty. Um, I'll put <coughs> just on this. Yeah. The reason why I like to bring this up is obviously, I think as an industry we have people who would prefer to listen, and I'm generalising, and people can shoot me down. Um, put mass review in there as well. Um, People would rather listen to podcasts in our industry rather than read books. Um, and I'm generalising hugely because this is just from what I see and the feedback that I see in the group and people's favourite podcasts. So we, we see more of that than, than books. Um, and when you said before about one topic and you'll have three or four books on that, for me it's my worst nightmare because I need to find the one that I believe in the most to 100% buy into a book before I actually read it. And then, obviously, I'll read it. I'll read it through. Um, but for me, like my, from a from a learning style and personality type, like I struggle sometimes to really just have some time out. Obviously, I've got two kids as well, so it's a bit mad at home. But have some time out to read um, and be at a point where I can absorb everything that I'm reading. Whereas on a podcast, I seem to take it in so much easier. Um, and obviously, we'll dish out the podcast in a minute of who we feel people should go to and so on. Um, and it'll be good to get a few recommendations below. Um, yeah, so I, sometimes I'll struggle to really get to grips with a book. I'm not going to lie. Um, the books that really keep me engaged and are normally the ones that are sporting related. So like, like sporting related or... To be fair, like from a psychological point of view, like there's quite a few books that I've read recently on like stuff like psychology of nutrition, behavior change, and things like that. But that's more so because I'm talking about it a hell of a lot with pure lifestyle and um, yeah, and with the PTs that we've got in the mentor academy and so on. So yeah, but I I'm not gonna lie, I struggle sometimes to really nail down and get through a book um, because of the time I have to do it. So so podcasts do suit me better, um, and I prefer to take a snippet of information and look into that information further. Um, if I've heard it from a, from a podcast. And I think, I know we've said it before, and it sounds like we're two old men who's fucking getting our violins out a lot. There's so much more resources now for people to go and grab. Um, the message is becoming more consistent, isn't it, in my in my opinion? So it wasn't like when we started and come through the last 10 years when you didn't know whether to believe Czech, Poliquin, whether to go on a biosignature or whether to go and do something else. And... Um, the new fads were coming in that we've just kind of laughed at ourselves at. We drive to TRX, we jump on that, and then Viper and so on. Now we know that the majority of people who you need need energy balance, periodization, uh, progressive overload, should I say. Um, 
and then it's up to you to try and apply that into the individual's life. Um, I also think it, it, it. I also think it's 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 um, an unconscious. I also think it's like an unconscious thing that you do, but he, we don't follow bullshit. So that's again, that's all we. That's a good point, actually. That's all we'll see, in a way. Do you know what I mean? Like I, if if someone's spouting shit or doesn't, you know, you just don't. It's next kind of thing, or someone's talking, you know, uh, this, you know, this is the way, this is the way, and it's just not. It's not based on a, you know, evidence-based principle. Then you don't particularly follow through with learning more about it. Mm. I find anyway. So you, it's probably a, a result of a result of that, I guess. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and a result of buying into the bullshit at one point and making yourself look like a twat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that. Yeah. yeah. Um, one thing that I think is good to chat on this is obviously the industry is becoming. Are driven towards becoming more evidence-based, um, which it, it has its pluses and negatives mm. for me. Um, and I've talked about this with Emma in the past on the Pure Lifestyle Group, and I think I've done it in here as well when we've discussed it on a, on a live Q and A. Is that personal trainers can can get so far involved with that whole evidence-based kind of fanfare a little bit that they can forget that the majority majority of people who they're dealing with um, need the very, very basics and need to, they need to be understood and then empathized with, and then obviously from the back of that, apply the very, very basics again and be consistent with applying that. Like if you look at nutrition, obviously nutrition and the science and evidence-based nutrition and stuff like that is becoming such a hot topic that, People get so mad about it and crazy about it sometimes that they genuinely just forget that they are dealing with the daily Doris who just needs to understand how to be a how to adhere to the diet, not necessarily what the diet is. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, yeah, and I think it's something that is worth kind of chatting through. Um, but I think on the back on off the back of that. It's taking the it's taking the research and the evidence, and it's it's having that in the back of your head when you're applying stuff and when you're doing stuff with someone. Like, if this is working for this person, and number one, you know, you're following a duty of care. It, it, it's you know whether you go for a sustainable approach or whatever it is. And also things like, actually, like, it took me a long time, and I'm still not, I wouldn't say, 100% competent in actually reading research article and actually understanding the different parts of it and, um, you know, taking that information and going, oh, okay, that's, that's this and that's this, and this wasn't a blind study, and this was this and this was that, and the number of people they did it with over a certain amount of time, it kind of, you can, the conclusion's logical, but then the pool of people isn't massive or the time frame isn't, do you know what I mean? Or they only did it on rats or rats. this or that, so, yeah, or whatever it is. So I think it's, 
it's taking that and because this was what I, I think a few years ago I I used to get very confused about is that someone would do an experiment and to prove a um, to prove a thesis and then get it published and then newspaper and media used to take that small kind of snippet of the um, the sparkly stuff at the end where it all, all sound, you know, the conclusion and then that's the be all and end all. So everybody now has got to eat 20 pounds of tomatoes to, to prevent cancer or to do this or to do that. <laughs> do you know what I mean? So it, it, I used to get, I used to get, and I can get where the, I empathise with general population when they, when I, because it's rampant now, isn't it? With social yeah. media and that kind of stuff. I'll tell you what's good to, to really dig out the the stuff that you need is the mash review that helm zordos and greg knuckles does because um, they'll take that paper or series of papers break them down and then talk our language with them so that's decent to invest into i can't remember how much it is now i think it's 10 pound a month or 10 dollars a month um, but that's definitely worth investing into um but that de- that should help but simply like like you said, like the evidence is there. Most people are getting it now. They're getting it, um, but it's applying it to the individual that's in front of you. Cool. Um, all right. So, should we go on to the types of podcasts we, and books that we'd recommend for PCs? So, oh, books. Oh my god. All right. I'll let you go books. I'll go podcasts first. Then, whilst you go books, you ever think of books? So, podcasts. Um, I'm going to stay loyal because it's very good. Is the fitness and filters one by ESG. Um, yeah, it's really, really good chat, and you'll take a hell of a lot from it that you can then go off and look into further. Um, Sigma Nutrition, so Danny Lennon's 100%. That's brilliant, that, yeah. Yeah, 100%. I think I posted uh, one recently from. I think I posted an episode recently from them. Yeah, you did. And then Lift the Bar. Um, Stuart does a good job on them ones um, and they seem to have some really good kind of people on there SBS are great I think they've just been a bit quiet because Luke's been rebranding um, and you put that into the group last week so they're my go-to ones with Ben's as well um, Ben Coombers as well but they're my go-to ones at the minute but I know if I'm listening to people on there and listening to the guests I know I'm not going to get that bullshit approach that we talked about before Um and I'll pick out the ones that I feel like are most relevant because there's a shitload in there now. I think Fitness and Filter is the, is the youngest one, but in my eyes, probably one of the best. So, yeah, they're my recommendations. Any more? Um, 3D Muscle Journey with Eric Helms. Um, that's a very good one. They do kind of a Q&A sometimes. Um, what are the ones that I listened to recently? all on my phone and I can't Phil's goes without saying doesn't he and he's a bit sporadic with him he's done loads Phil Learning he's done loads yeah. and then come back on and done them again and obviously um, Phil's is always good to listen to it's one that I find that if I haven't listened to any for a while it's the first one I go back to just to kind of get me going again because his thought processes and his coaching and teachings are like everything that he puts across is great um, but yeah they're my go-to ones at the minute what about you Mark Cole Mark Cole never listened to Mark Cole's yeah, I've never right. listened to Phil Graham. Um, what about your uh, books, mate? Oh, my God. Um, oh, God. I'll have to post a list. 
motivational interviewing. Yeah, second edition. The coaching, uh, the coaching habit. Yeah, that's very good. I'm in uh, that now. Higher. Yeah. That's very. That's yeah. That, I, I would say that's a that's a really really good easy quick read. Hence, hence, hence why I'm doing it. <laughs> it's got it's got lots of colouring, but bits around. You fucking it. idiot. <laughs> um, um, what else? There's that. There's um, Atomic Habits. That was That's really one. good. Yeah. Really good. Um, the Power of Habit. Um, I, these are all the ones that I'm reading at the moment, so I've only got these in my head. But I'll, what I'll do, I'll start. I'll get a big list. I'll get a big list, and I'll post it in, in the comments. I'd be interested uh, to see what other people are reading as well. So, yeah. yeah. Um, what else? What else have I got on the Tell you what was a belter of the book. Was it you who recommended it? And it's got really nothing to do with the personal training businesses apart from creating probably a bit of a community and belonging. But legacy is class, isn't it? Legacy is brilliant. If you're a manager watching this back, I would strongly recommend you get that legacy book if you're a manager. Anyone, really. But especially if you come from a sporting background. Um. Yeah, legacy is really good, especially if you come from a sporting background. In a case of like creating a team environment, creating buy-in within the team, having even the experienced players in the team, meaning PTs, um, supporting the new ones, how to do that. Like, if you're a manager trying to get better at getting your team bought into pure lifestyle, legacy would be a book you'd read a million percent. It would be. Um, Jesus. What was you going to show? Where have you been? Ah, oh, that's the fucker. Yeah, that's that. I started it and it was tough at first, so I'm going to come back to it. Motivational interviewing, coaching habits, the one with the pictures that you can... Dickhead. <laughs> uh, that one's pretty good. Belt, I've finished it now. I was proud of myself that, when I finished that. That's Legacy. Yes. And this one I started but put down because... It was doing my head in. But it's very, very good. Um, consumerology. Um, yeah, the one on my desk. Any of them. But I'll post funny, a big it? list. It's funny, isn't it? Because PT's watching this, I'll be looking for books or podcasts directly on nutrition or training. When we know now, like, that's yeah. not, that's, like, I'll keep saying it, like, you know, the universal kind of king principle for fat loss is understanding how to get someone to create an energy deficit it's how can you create that energy deficit for that person and be more um be more consistently staying into that energy deficit matt ford yes. said ross sedula is the world's first yeah yeah 100 percent, mate i've got i haven't read that yet i haven't read it really good it's 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 good if you want like a bit of a story behind how he found things out like it's basically about him traveling the world and training and experimenting with different challenges and meeting different people and experts and stuff. And he just, it's a really, yeah, I agree. It's a very, very good, it's a really good all rounder. It's a really good all rounder nutrition training. What You've read James. Oh, book. He, his podcast as well. I think it's pretty good. He has um, a podcast. You've read, um, you've read James book, haven't you? Alden's. Mindset and mindset and muscle. Yeah, I've never read that. I thought you had. Uh, no, I haven't. No. Okay. Mm. Um, cool. 
any other suggestions, post below. If not, we'll probably put a post on here anyway um, soon. That Well, you'll put a post on and people can start tagging in the books, can't they? Yeah, yeah. Try to find one second. I've got a nutrition book for people, one second. That one, um, Eric Helms's, I posted on here uh, on the group. Oh, 100% the nutrition pyramid. A couple of weeks ago, yeah. Um, Lane Norton does a few. He's got a few um, e-books. Ah, The Hungry Brain. That's one I got halfway through and left it on a fucking plane. Um, yeah, The Hungry Brain. Well, I'm not surprised he left some. No, and i tell you what, that's decent for for anyone but more so if you if you struggle to stay engaged in like evidence-based approaches and the science behind nutrition like it grabbed me from the off and got me halfway through until i lost it so i need to buy that again um but yeah that hungry brain is decent cool two of the books actually that aren't particularly fitness related um jason fox his one and Ant middleton you know the guys that do the SAS oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. program? Mm. Those two are really, really, really good reads. I took a lot in regards to like mindset from that and different experiences and a little bit, you know, left field. But I think that they were really good. And also it broke up the monotony of picking up the same subject but not really diving into something so much where it's going to spin your head around. It's just a story about someone. Mm. So... Those two are really good. Okay. All right. Should we um should we wrap up? We've been going forty two minutes. Yeah, because I've got a call. Um, I was going to tackle the elephant in the room. What's that? Um, these PTs sending messages regards to profile boards, like on TVs, and there's two or three of them and stuff like that. Listen. Oh, one thing about the profile boards is that we are in the midst of redesigning them and I've mentioned this tail end of last year it just takes a bit of time for it to because it's not yeah. as simple as redesigning a poster it's then putting writing the program on the website to, so you can enter stuff in so it'll show up the same so bear with us on that and the for the, there's a couple of people have asked about can they see the profiles from the app that's in the process of being updated i've been assured of that i've been told that that's going to happen soon on the next phase the next phase is in the end of march i don't know if it's in that or at the end of march um regards to profile boards on tvs that i've heard a few people say in the past like i people have started to compare the level of support you get from maybe one of your mates who works at jd or the gym group and like this the levels of support that you get within pure gymmer like triple, quadruple to the amount of fucking stuff you get from the gym group and JD. And if they're currently putting their profile boards on TVs or a certain place on the website, then so be it. But we're going to carry on supporting you with the things that matter, which is the things that will make you a better PT. Um, and also, there's certain circumstances that allow them to do that as well. Yeah, but, okay. for, but for me, it's like jumping on your high horse and stating that they're getting something that we're not if you if you want to lay out all the support you get from from being a pure gym personal trainer compared to any other any other competitor then we'll be here a long day a long time comparing because they've got next to nothing compared to what you guys have got so 
um, I wouldn't worry too much about profile ball being on the TV and I would worry about you having the confidence to speak to people on the gym floor. I'd try and sort that one out first. Um, cool? Happy days. Anything else? Nah. All good. Good chat. I was a laid-back chat. Why? I feel like I just laid down, chilled, we talked books, we talked podcasts, we talked to my weekend, your weekend. Chilled one. So if you want to fall, if you want a good sleep tonight, watch this back. <laughs> <laughs> right, mate. I'm gone. All right, lad. See you in a bit. See you in a bit. Bye-bye.